Welcome to This Week in Brattleboro History, produced by the Brattleboro Historical Society. I didn't grow up in Brattleboro, but I've become fascinated by its storied history. I started the Landmarks of Brattleboro Instagram page simply because no one else was posting the things I was interested in seeing. There's always so much to learn about the most unassuming sites if you're willing to dig a little and see what's out there. I became interested in photography back in 2003 while serving in the Army after a good friend of mine, SPC Michael Martinez, insisted I get some gear and give it a shot. Pun fully intended. I picked up an Olympus-style 3.1 megapixel point-and-shoot. I became more fascinated with the hobby and began shooting older film cameras as well. Today, I split my time between my Fujifilm GFX50R digital and first-generation Mamiya M645 film from 1982. However, as I tell folks constantly, when it comes to at Landmarks of Brattleboro, the photography is the easy part. Brattleboro has many stories to tell, but they're not always readily accessible. If you want to learn the nitty-gritty about this town, you must work for it. There have been dozens of fantastic articles, reports, essays, etc. written about Brattleboro over the years, but very few of them have found their way to the Internet. I've spent many hours culling through records at Brooks Memorial Library, Brattleboro Public Works archives, and the Brattleboro Historical Society, always yearning for more every time I leave. Crafting the articles to fit within Instagram's 2200 character limit is also challenging at times, but usually I'm able to make it work. As for what gets posted and when, there really is no rhyme or reason to it. Often it boils down to, okay, what do I have time for today? Sometimes it's a deep dive into one of the 19th century buildings lining Main Street. Other days, it's simply a photo of a random Brattleboro street scene, such as Goosier's Market or the Kiln Dry. I've found Brattleboro to be quite densely packed with interesting sights, and is often hard to choose one topic for the day. I try to divide it up with half film and half digital, so there's something for everyone. I've even posted a few photos taken by my son Ronan, 10, with either his Canon 35mm or Mamiya medium format cameras. He makes for a great photo walk buddy. There are still quite a few notable sites around town which still haven't been featured, such as Brattleboro Memorial Hospital, Estyville School, the Retreat Pump House, Retreat Farm, to name a few. But rest assured, they're on the list, and there certainly is a list. My connection to Brattleboro is owed to my great uncle, Bert Reynolds, and his wife, Joanne, who lived in Brookside for many years. They introduced me to this town in the fall of 2006, shortly after I returned from a year in Iraq with the Army's 344th Combat Support Hospital. It didn't take long for me to fall in love with the town, and I'm still quite grateful they chose Brattleboro all those years ago. My Uncle Bert passed away in 2010, and while visiting once again, this time for his funeral, I made the decision to take the torch and make the area my home as well. I enrolled at Greenfield Community College 
and moved to the area from Washington, D.C. in 2011. Coming from a military family, I have lived all over the country. I was born on an Air Force base in California, grew up K-12 in Shreveport, Louisiana, and spent my adult years in New Jersey, D.C., and western New England when I wasn't on assignment with the Army. Of all the places I've hung my hat, none have seemed as wonderful as this area. It's tricky when anyone asks where I'm from, since I could honestly pick several places, but I love where I live now. Here is Josh's most popular recent post. Goosier's Market, 119 to 121 Canal Street, built in 1925. Located at the corner of Canal Street and Elm Street, it first opened its doors in 1925 as Buswell's Grocery Store under the owner of Bernard B. Buswell. In 1940, the store changed owners and became a branch of First National Grocery Stores, managed by a trio of individuals, David E. Hector, Thomas L. Furr, and Michael Leochi. First National Grocery Stores was a local chain whose other locations included 129 Main Street, now occupied by Zephyr Design, and 15 Putney Road, currently home to Duchess Coffee. Four years later, in 1944, the store changed hands once again and was rebranded as Tony Brothers Grocery. The Tony Brothers, Nathan and Thomas, took over the business and operated it for a brief period before deciding to sell. By 1947, the store had a new name, Jerry's Market, and was under the management of Gerald S. Hammond and Clifford S. Allen. However, ownership changed hands once more in 1951, when Francis and Patricia Ratty purchased the business and renamed it Ratty's Market. In 1962, the Tony family repurchased the store and reverted to its old name, Tony's Grocery Store. In 1983, it was listed as Tony's Market and Deli. Finally, in 1995, Jeff Goosier took ownership of the business and renamed it Goosier's Market. Under Goosier's ownership, the store continued to serve the community, adapting to the ever-changing needs of its customers. Today, this building at the corner of Canal and Elm Street stands as a testament to the endurance and adaptability of small businesses. It has been a grocery store for almost a century, passing through the hands of various owners, each leaving their mark on the building's history. The photo, taken in July of 2023, with a Mamiya M645 80mm C-Corn lens on Sinstill 50D film stock, developed and scanned by La Film Labs in Holyoke. Josh is currently building his own darkroom that he's calling Zoe Lab. Please join us next week for another story from our community's past.